Welcome to the Autism Empowerment Podcast, your source for acceptance, enrichment, inspiration, and empowerment in autistic and autism communities worldwide. Wherever you identify in your autism or autistic journey, Autism Empowerment is here to meet you along the way. We're an autistic-led podcast, 501c3 nonprofit charity, and publisher of Spectrum Life magazine. Today's episode is called Double Back and Double Take. We're dedicating this to all our listeners who struggle with insecurity, depression, anxiety, and loneliness. We want you to know that you're not alone. You're loved. You're meant to be mighty. And we're back on the air. It's the beginning of October. Fall is in the air. And welcome to all of our podcast listeners. Hello there, Karen. Hello, John. Happy October and happy autumn to you. How's the day treating you? I'm doing great because I'm here with you and our listeners. Well, that's nice to hear. You know, it's interesting. Although we don't have a studio where we can literally see our podcast friends, I often imagine what each of you might be like. I think about what you might look like, where you live, how you learned about our show, and I think about what kind of topics you would want to hear about. I know some of our listeners are autistic and some are not. We embrace everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in. Although we may come from different life experiences and different demographics, I'd like to think that we're sisters and brothers in spirit. As such, we're creating this conversation today with you in our minds and hearts. So hello, podcast friends. Thank you for tuning in today for the Autism Empowerment Podcast. My name is Karen Krejcia, and I'm the Executive Director and Co-Founder of Autism Empowerment and one of your regular hosts. I'm here with my husband, John Krejcia, who is our Programs Director and other co-founder. For those of you who are listening on a regular basis, one of my key roles as the co-host is asking questions and watching out for our time. I tend to be the co-host who answers most of the questions, and admittedly, because of my enthusiasm for what I'm talking about, and perhaps because of my neurology as well, I occasionally go off on a passionate tangent and I lose track of time, so John does a good job reining me in. Although we do have our differences, John and I have now been married 29 years, and we have a passion for serving. We do have our differences, and we do have a passion for serving, for sure. Service is the key to what we do and what we're called to do. Would you explain what we're doing today, Karen? Double back and double take? Yes. So the episode that we're recording today is episode number 22, and it's called Double Back and Double Take. Why that title? First, double back. What does that mean? By definition, double back means to go back in the direction that one has come. So as an organization, Autism Empowerment, we just hit our 10-year anniversary on June 3rd, 2021. We've spent a lot of time this year, John and I, reflecting back on the journey, the good, the bad, the challenging, and the awesome. We've been talking a lot about the who, the what, the where, the when and why of autism empowerment, and how we intend to fulfill our mission and vision of effectively serving autistic and autism communities. Double back in reference to this episode actually has multiple contexts. What do you mean by that, Karen? The first meaning that I'm talking about is the process that we're going through and have gone through to determine the present and future of autism empowerment 
and what our programs and services look like for the people that we serve. You often have to double back and try to reflect upon and understand your history so that you can learn from your successes, your adversities, and your failures. So that context is looking through what I'd call a professional lens, an organizational lens, and I'll talk more about that in a moment. The other context, which is one that is more relatable for our listeners, is the personal context. This is the evolving process where each of us practices looking back, reflecting and trying to gain insight from our own life experiences so that we're able to acknowledge where we are in our present, prioritize our current needs, understand our giftings and our strengths, and strive to create a better future for ourselves. As someone who loves history and someone who studies history and my own personal history, I agree that looking back is an essential skill to have in order to effectively move forward into the future. What I want to add to that is that I don't mean double back in the context I'm using it in to be misunderstood as reversing your life course or getting stuck in your own past. That can be easy for neurodiverse people to do, as many of us have a tendency to get stuck in certain thinking patterns. Some of us can be very impulsive or over-analytical or both. This isn't about getting into a paralysis of analysis. It's more about learning from reflection. Reflection is so important. It really leads to, I think, deep thinking and deep conversations, which both of us have been doing quite a bit lately. Mm -hmm. Uh, In fact, we've done so much of that, we ended up having to postpone our 10th anniversary miniseries that we were going to do over the summer. And I think that was a good choice. We pushed that to the fall. And do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yes, I feel like we're more ready now. I do apologize to our listeners who are expecting the series to be out in summer. John and I both had excellent intentions to do that. But honestly, as we found out, the timing just wasn't right for a variety of different reasons. And as a person who highly values integrity and keeping my word, it was really rather embarrassing and humbling to not get it done when we promised. And it actually provided a lot of angst. So I am very sorry about that. But, you know, I'd rather own up to my shortcomings and flaws and try to do this series the right way than put something out there that wasn't going to be authentic to who we are as people or as the vision that we set forth for the organization. Authenticity is one of our key values internally to our organization, and I completely agree with you on that, Karen. But we do have it scheduled now, right? Yes, we'll be taking our listeners on that journey with us in our upcoming five-part miniseries starting next week, Behind the Scenes, A Look at 10 Years of Autism Empowerment. And I want to point out that this just isn't going to be a boring recap of our past history. And it's not going to be a, oh, look at us, aren't we wonderful, self-serving pitch for the nonprofit. I've listened to those kinds of things before, and I just don't want to do something like that. That's not who we are. Right. I agree. What we will be doing is including storytelling about our origins, as well as providing a lot of interesting insight into what goes on behind the scenes of the organization, things that I think a lot of people really don't know or understand. And we're going to share a lot of those fun facts that we like to do, but we're also going to let people know the importance of the work that we're planning to be doing in the future. 
although there will be a little overlap with our autism empowerment origin story from episode one, the first episode we did ever of our podcast, our mini series will have new content going into the who, what, where, when, why, and how of autism empowerment. It'll go into the importance of our pillars, accept, enrich, inspire, and empower, what they mean to people who are autistic and neurodivergent, as well as to those who aren't, how we grew over the past 10 years, lessons that we learned along the way, and how you, our listener, are connected within what we call the autism empowerment community, as well as the other autism, autistic, and intersecting communities that you belong to. Well, I'm looking forward to episode 23 that will be starting next week. That brings us to the heart of today's show. We're going to be discussing the poem that you wrote for the summer 2021 issue of Spectrum Life magazine. This isn't the first time you've done a poem for us and that we've gone over it with our listeners. You're right. This will be the second time that I'll be reading a poem on this show that I've written. The first time was in episode number nine when I read Autism Does Not Define Me, a poem that I wrote back on April 8th, 2010. That was a time when I was relatively new, relatively early in my family's autism journey. We have two children who were diagnosed on the spectrum in mid-2008, and then I was diagnosed after they were. And at that point in early 2010, we hadn't yet founded Autism Empowerment. Of course, a lot has happened since that time, and it would be accurate to say that I'm really in a different season of my life right now, and I'm more mature in my age as well as in my faith. I bring that up because these poems were written over 11 years apart. They're also very differently styled. There's quite a different backstory there as well. When I wrote Double Take, I was moving in and out of a challenging period with depression, autistic burnout, and some pretty deep anxiety about how I was going to continue serving autistic and autism communities authentically and effectively. I felt very overwhelmed with a multitude of stressors coming at me from very different angles. There was a lot of stuff going on in my personal life as well as professional life. If you don't mind, I'm going to kind of make an analogy here. That's, uh, that's great. We all carry baggage. Sometimes the luggage we carry can be stored temporarily away in an overhead compartment. Sometimes we can check it and deal with it later. Sometimes it even gets lost <laughs> or ends up at another destination. <laughs> but sometimes it just sits with us and invades our personal space. And when we're overwhelmed, it can feel oversized. And as you know, when you carry oversized luggage, not only is it very heavy, but it comes with extra cost. I really love that analogy. It sure can come with an extra cost. Yeah. And that is a stress and strain on your life, on the other things that are going on. And so for those out there listening, I want you to know that even though our challenges are different, so many of you can relate with me about going through a personal period of stress and loss and change. This whole past year and a half, from the start of the COVID-19 pandemic through today, 
has provided so many challenges, both personally and professionally, and I know a lot of you out there can relate to that. There were many times I just broke down in tears and I just felt broken. What helped me move forward and brought me strength in dark times was my faith and my love for family. I know that we both struggled really wanting to help others during the pandemic, and we have had to dramatically shift what we're doing in a lot of different ways. But ramping up Spectrum Life magazine and this podcast, and then we had to close down all of our in-person activities. That was a great challenge for us. Many people were still seeking connection during that time. They still are. And many people turned online because that was where we could get connection. Zoom became a thing, right? It still is a thing. And a lot of people, lots of people went online, which of course can be very helpful and informative, but too much time online can be very distracting, depressing, lonely, and toxic. And for many of us, it can create an atmosphere where people compare themselves with others. They judge themselves with others. And although there certainly can be a lot of positive opportunities for learning and connection, it can also become a very lonely, tempting, dark, and evil lure, which can amplify people's insecurities and their tendencies towards addictive behavior. In my work, I need to be on social media, but I find it very unhealthy for me mentally unless it's in small doses and I can get in and out without going down distracting rabbit holes. I've seen the damage and stress it has caused to so many kind and well-meaning people. You know, social media definitely is a snare. And in fact, it was on your heart so much that you recently wrote about this in Spectrum Life magazine for our fall issue. Yes. In each issue, we have an Ask Spectrum Life column, and that's where I answer questions that are frequently asked by people who either write in to us at Autism Empowerment or to Spectrum Life magazine. The question that was highlighted in our fall issue was about how to step away from social media. So I wrote about how to do a social media detox and seven reasons why doing so can be beneficial for one's mental health. So I know we talked about doing something about that for our podcast, but that's going to be down the road, right? We still have at least five shows ahead of that, so it won't likely be until November or December. So what we're going to do is include a link to that article in the show notes because it is currently up at our spectrumlife.org website, and people can go ahead and read that. But for now, let's go ahead and double back. To double take? Yes, John, to double take. <laughs> Do you like that? <laughs> I did. Very clever. Now, can you go ahead and read the poem, and then we can talk about that afterwards a little bit? Sure, absolutely. We will be having a copy of this poem in the show notes, too. It's something that's a little bit easier to um, digest when you're able to actually see it in front of you, but I will go ahead and read it. So when you're ready, go ahead and please start. Double take. Made in his image, no mistake, no need for fixing, double take. Your revision, it's his provision, that gift he's given for those forgiven. See the beauty, fill the lonely, he's your wholeness when you feel if only. 
If only I'd fit into this world, a broken world with broken hearts and broken parts, false starts, gluttonous shopping carts. With people buying friends and fame while folks are dying, the guilt, the shame. Faith, humanity, calling, love, society's revision, my provision, your decision. Disability is not invisibility. You're not alone. That's ableism, don't you see? It's still ingrained in you and me. Don't believe the lies saying you're not enough. The mirror warps us saying you're not enough. Every day you wake, give yourself a break. You're a masterpiece, so double take. You were chosen for life. You are enough. You were chosen for good each day you wake up. Made in his image, that's no mistake. You are accepted, no correction to be made. As you double take, see your beauty. As you double take, feel your essence. As you double take, embrace your gifts. Double take. Wow. Pretty much that's, I'm pretty speechless. That was just an amazing reading of that. I've heard this many times, but that was probably one of the most impassioned readings I, I've heard so far. That was Amazing. I really liked the way you read that. It really came across authentic and original. Was that how you originally heard it in your head when you wrote the poem? Ooh, that's a really good question. And thank you, by the way. So going back to childhood, as long as I can remember, I've always been lyrically inclined. I love music. I always have music going on in my head, it seems like, or something. I love the spoken word. I often have poems and rhymes and raps and all sorts of bizarre and fun wordplay going on somewhere in my brain. I can attest to that. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes it randomly comes out of my mouth in a variety of unique ways. And I'm sure you can attest to that as well. I can. To answer your question, I think I did hear it pretty close to that way when I wrote it. Maybe not quite as loud. It's one of those things for me where the words, the rhythm, and the sound come together. And at the time, I don't really feel like I'm consciously thinking about it. It sounds different in my head than when I'm saying it out loud, but there still is a rhythm and a beat to it. I personally had chills when you wrote it. I, my eyes closed. was listening to every single word. That was just uh, amazing. What are some of the takeaways you want to instill or impart to other people out there about the poem? I want people to know that they're not alone, that they matter, that they're loved, and that they're meant to be mighty. And I don't say those words lightly. That's pretty powerful. I recognize that there's likely someone out there listening right now who Here's my upbeat voice, perhaps here's me mention faith, and they might be either hesitant or cynical or even downright dismissing me because they may get the feeling that I could never possibly understand their situation and I could never relate, I could never get it. And you know what? I can actually relate to that because people go through some really, really horrific stuff And even though I can empathize with a lot of different experiences more than you would probably ever expect, there are, of course, a lot of battles I've just never known. But you have gone through a lot in your life. 
I have. But if anything that I just said kind of resonates with any of our listeners out there and you think that someone like me could never get what you're going through because you think we may be too different, give me a chance. Give us a chance here. I felt many times in my lifetime that I couldn't really reach out for help from people because they really wouldn't understand or they wouldn't get me. And I really did need that help. I really could have benefited from that support. And you don't have to struggle or suffer alone. There are people out there like us who know you're worthy. We don't just think it. We know you're worthy. We know you're not a mistake. We know you're meant to be. And we want to show you respect and compassion. So I know we talked about this a little bit beforehand. And I know you were a little apprehensive about giving some of your background on some of the things that you've experienced. Yes, John. So let me go ahead and preface this by saying that it's taken a long time and a lot of work for me to be able to talk about some of these life experiences. But I want for our Autism Empowerment Podcast listeners to know that I am willing to share certain details about my past and what has worked and what has not worked in case it might help others or let them know that someone else authentically cares. I recognize that sharing, especially certain things, leaves me vulnerable and open to all kinds of critique and judgment and that there are some people out there that delight on the travesties of others. And, you know, I really can't do much about that. But as someone who was bullied as a child and has received a lot of unkind comments as an adult, it's obviously not a good feeling. But I think that this sharing is the right thing to do. And I think also from a personal standpoint, a life standpoint, and an organizational standpoint, if we're going to make meaningful efforts to destigmatize autism, to destigmatize disabilities and mental health conditions, there need to be people that are willing to talk about their experiences. I have to say there's a lot of cruel people out there that jump on that kind of stuff. So I think it's very courageous for you to do this. Thank you. And I'd like to encourage others to share their stories as well. There are a lot of really brave and courageous people out there, and I will willingly add my voice to the many that came before me, knowing, of course, that I am a work in progress. Until the day I die, I know I'm going to be still trying to better myself, utilizing the strengths and the gifts I was given and seeing how I'm able to do good with the adversity that I experienced. Well, I appreciate, and I hope our listeners appreciate, your willingness to be so vulnerable. I think some of those listeners out there may even find that you are even more relatable than they they ever, ever have thought. Thanks. You know, it's interesting you say that because growing up, I really kind of felt like I didn't relate to many people in school, particularly girls. I was okay in elementary school and had some girl friends, I guess. But once I hit middle school, I was super awkward socially. And I experienced a bunch of relationship rejections that confused and humiliated me. I battled with depression, anxiety, and suicidal 
thoughts from the time that I was a preteen. I had an eating disorder that started in early childhood. I've had PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, from a variety of different types of trauma, which I won't go into in depth, but I was the victim of a pretty bad stalking situation in college, and I'm also a sexual abuse and assault survivor. So without getting into specific details behind any of those things, let's just say that I've been through some ugly stuff. And I can attest uh, having those conversations, it's pretty ugly. I hope I'm not triggering anybody with those things, but I did want to mention them. Because even though I've been told over and over again that I may look a certain way or sound a particular way, and in some cases, some people have said or thought that I'm not autistic enough or disabled enough to even understand what autism is, you know, or they think that I'm being too authentic or I'm being too fake or, you know, you're just not going to please everybody. There's always going to be a naysayer out there that's looking to bring you down. I want to say out there to you, there's a saying called, don't judge a book by its cover. There's many volumes to my story, just as there are many volumes to the stories of our listeners. The spoilers don't come on the cover and they don't come in the first few chapters. I may not be able to relate to someone's specific situation to know the depths of the pain you're experiencing, but I'm a person who would like to understand and I'm willing to deeply listen to try to understand other people. One thing I do know from my own life is that for me, there is one who will listen to it all, who is listening to it all, and who understands everything. That's the one who truly inspired Double Take. When those nagging feelings of insecurity, loneliness, anxiety, doubt, or depression creep in, that's the time to double back and double take so that you can see and open your eyes to the truly beautiful, empowered, gifted human being that you really were created to be. I have to say, I really appreciate that raw emotion from you and being vulnerable like that. That really means a lot. So you used the word double take repeatedly throughout the poem. Can you explain a little bit more about what that means? John, in preparation for your question, because I knew you were going to ask that one. You did. <laughs> I looked up different definitions of double take. I know what it means to me, but I wanted to see if there was a more universal way to describe it for our listeners. Merriam-Webster says that a double take is a delayed reaction to a surprising or significant situation after an initial failure to notice anything unusual. Their example was of a son's parents doing a double take when he came home unexpectedly with a tattoo. I'd be taking a double take if our kids came home with a tattoo <laughs> or if you did. Yeah, never know. <laughs> yeah. For me, in relation to this poem, double take is the positive delayed reaction that happens when a person who is feeling insecure or is lacking confidence in themselves and their worth recognizes 
And for me, this is a process. It doesn't just happen all of a sudden. They recognize that they truly do have value, that they were created for a higher purpose, that they do have beauty, and that they do have giftings. I really like that reframing and putting that positive spin on that. Mm-hmm. Now you can recognize this and believe it temporarily. You can reframe sometimes and believe it. But to incorporate it into your everyday activity and lifestyle and really, truly get used to believing that, that takes action. It takes strength. For me, it takes a lot of prayer. Fortitude. Fortitude, perseverance, persistence. And it takes the realization of truly knowing that because we live in a broken world, we will meet obstacles, we will have challenges, and we will get knocked down, but we just need to keep getting back up again. I think there was a song back um, going back a few years by Chumbawamba, <laughs> uh, Tub Thumper, if you get knocked down and get right back up again, something like that. I get knocked down, <laughs> but I get up again. See, yeah. you're breaking into music. <laughs> it's a musical now. <laughs> the musical. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll spare everybody that, but yeah. <laughs> so when you, when you get knocked down, which this world will do, in this world we've never been promised an easy life. There will mm-hmm. always be trials and tribulations. And, and tests and things like that, we do have to get back up and dust ourselves off. John, you're right. We're not promised this easy ride. In fact, I feel that I've learned so much more and I've grown so much more from my adversities than I ever have from the easy things. It know? actually creates perseverance. Yeah, yeah. And also, I think it's important that we recognize, and I think maybe some of this comes with more maturity as I've grown older, but the world that we live in here is very temporal. We're here for just a short period of time, and this world can often be cruel and unpredictable and really lonely. You're my best friend, John. I love you tremendously. We've been married 29 years, but you know that I struggle with depression, clinical depression. and It's real. It's real. It's it's deep, dark, and it stinks. And, and you can't just tell someone to snap out of it. I mean, it, it's 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 real. No, it's very real. And if you're an autistic or neurodivergent person like myself, you may have grown up feeling like somehow you were broken rather than the world being broken. And we're all imperfect, right? Maybe you had people trying to fix you or like a parent or a teacher or a therapist, or perhaps you set perfectionistic standards for yourself that could never be attained because none of us are perfect. Perfectionism is often driven by fear, fear of making mistakes, fear of disapproval, fear of judgment, and fear of not meeting impossible standards and unattainable goals. There's so much fear. Fear of letting society down. Yeah, yeah. I struggle with that a lot. That's one of those things that I'm continually working on. I'm getting better at it, but I'm continually working on it. And I've been on this earth for over 53 years, and I've learned a lot in that time. And yet it often feels like very little because as I go through different seasons in my life and continue to mature in my age and my faith, I realize that there is so much knowledge and wisdom out there to learn and to be blessed with. And I welcome it. I mean, I welcome learning. So 
for you out there who are listening, you, you're not broken. That's our world. So listening to the poem and reading it in the magazine, what really struck me was faith was so interwoven throughout the poem. Can we talk about that, the faith component, and how this tied into the overall theme? Sure, absolutely. But before I do, I want to clarify something here so that there's no confusion or miscommunication. When you and I co-founded Autism Empowerment in 2011, we did so as a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Although at that time, I felt a calling from God to serve people within autistic, Asperger, and autism communities, We chose specifically not to set up the organization as a religious 501c3. It was set up as a 501c3 public charity with a charitable purpose. And that's in comparison to a religious 501c, such as a church or another type of religious organization, correct? Yes. And they have different rules. They have different procedures and filings. But I won't go off into a tangent there. The point I wanted to make is that although you and I, John, consider ourselves to be people of faith and have what we would describe as a personal relationship with the Lord, when it comes to autism empowerment, we aim to serve everyone, regardless of their faith beliefs or religious affiliation. In terms of my work, what I aim to do is show my faith through my actions, Hopefully in doing so, I will show love and respect. And if I fail to do so, I can apologize, try to make amends, and try to do better. At Autism Empowerment, we believe in promoting a culture of autism acceptance, as well as acceptance of all abilities. A lot of that ties in with what my faith instructs me to do, which is love my neighbor. And that means your neighbor is all your, all your neighbors, not just particular ones. Yeah, all my neighbors. So when we're talking about this, getting back to the role of faith in the poem, can you talk a little bit about that then? Yes. I wrote, sure. I wrote the poem in May 2021 while in the middle of editing two other writers' articles for our summer 2021 issue of Spectrum Life magazine. It wasn't pre-planned, and actually it was a really interesting experience because it was truly inspired. Generally, I'm what a lot of people would call a deep thinker. Yes, you are a very deep thinker. In fact, a lot of people would who know me well would call me very intense, who someone who likes to really have deep, meaningful conversations. And John, you would probably agree with that. Even at one or two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> much to your dismay yeah (laughs) anyway generally i'm a deep thinker and when i'm writing something i take a long time to revise my work if it's a personal type of thing that's your perfectionism yeah 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 and oftentimes i have a hard time getting started that first paragraph is often the most difficult one to do executive function (laughs) okay I feel seen. (laughs) True, 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 true. But with double take, I was inspired by my faith and everything flowed. As I mentioned, I was in the middle of editing two other writers' articles, as well as trying to balance out the layout of the issue. Of course you were. (laughs) Right in the middle. Yeah. And how it was going to flow from a storytelling perspective when a feeling came over me and a voice came to me that said, double take. Words started to flow in my head, spoken word poetry style, almost like a rap. This is something that happens to me on occasion. 
Usually I just kind of let it go in my head while I'm still working on stuff. But for some reason, I had an urge this time to record it. So what I did was I opened another window in Google Docs. Yet another window. Hey. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I pro- truthful, truth be known, I probably had a couple dozen other windows open already. And I typed in two words, double take. Then I started doing spoken word poetry in my head. And within 10 minutes, the first draft of the poem came out. Then I went back to work on other things because I still needed to finish those two articles I was working on. And it wasn't long before I realized that I was going to include that poem in the magazine. It was for me, but really, I recognized almost immediately it was for we, capital W, capital E, we, all of us. All of us who feel broken and depressed and anxious and need that inspiration or perhaps that reminder that we're meant to be. And although I don't know who's read it and I don't know who's listened to it, what I can be sure of is that I was intended and inspired to write it for someone out there to hear. Perhaps you're that person. If so, please let me know. That's such an amazing story. I was actually around and I watched the whole process go and realized really quickly that I just needed to be quiet and just let you kind of go with the flow while you're getting everything out. So that was a really neat to watch that in process. What you shared with us or what you shared with me, I was amazed and and definitely felt God inspired. It also made me think of all of the other people out there, of some of our listeners out there who are struggling with burnout, with stress, with anxiety, loneliness, depression, and a whole host of all of the pressures that this world is putting on them right now. And so thank you so much for your inspiration um, in putting this together. Well, John, you're very welcome. But to be truthful, I really feel that the thanks and I feel like the glory needs to be given to God for this poem. I believe that it was meant to be written and shared and that the people that are meant to see and hear it will And so, again, we will be putting a copy of that in our show notes. If people want to print it out, we can give a link to the PDF version of it as well. So thank you. I do believe it was meant to be seen by a lot of people. Before I do go and turn this back over to you to close us out, I want to thank you for sharing all of the information. I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in and staying with us. And thank you for everything. Karen, back to you. John, thank you so much again for another great show, my podcasting partner. I recognize that I am a deeply flawed person, but I do know this. I am meant to serve, and as long as I have days on this earth, I will do my best to help equip and empower others to live fulfilling, purposeful lives. As tough as it may seem right now, please know you are not alone. Please know that you are enough. You are meant to be. Double take. We're in this together. You are loved. We appreciate you hanging out with us and thank you for your time. You've been listening to the Autism Empowerment Podcast. If you'd like to get connected with our community as well as all the great support and content we have planned for the future, 
please hit the subscribe button and visit www.autismempowermentpodcast.org for show notes, transcripts, social media details, Spectrum Life magazine, and more. As a 501c3 nonprofit charity, we rely upon support from listeners like you to produce our podcast and other programs. We appreciate you leaving a positive review, sharing us with your family and friends, and considering a tax-deductible donation today. Thank you again.